Yeah. Hey. How's it going? Welcome to the Brian Francis Podcast. Today is June 6th, 2019. A painfully beautiful day here in Bucks County. It was so beautiful and so painfully beautiful, I almost went to the ER. What's the reason for your visit, uh, sir? It's just the weather. It's just, it's too nice to even look at. I had to look away. I don't know what that means, but it is unbelievable out. A little breezy, a little nice. That beautiful start to summer before it gets too muggy and oppressive. Nothing like summer in northeastern part of the United States this time of year. So, uh, what to say? It's been a while, and it may be a while still. I have a feeling, a slight feeling, that this could be the end of the road for the podcast. I know. I've hyped this up before. I've threatened before. I'm like the band The Who, the No More Tours tour, but this feels about right. Let me tell you why. I started to write a couple jokes, a couple anecdotes about my daughter doing a cheerleading competition, and I realized, hey, I already talked about that. And then I had another idea, and I thought, wait, I talked about that before. And what I realized now is that the podcast is over one year old, and my life is suburban and cyclical in nature that I am caught in a repetitive hamster wheel loop in which I pretty much observe the same things on a seasonal basis. I could tell you again about my upcoming trip to Europe, about going down the shore, about my Christmas, about the spring, but I feel like I might be treading the same tread. So, this could be it. No coffee today, a stone IPA, a little bit of a drink up because you know what? Let's break protocol. This could be the boozy send off. And I know a number of you like to enjoy your podcasts on a Friday night, cocktail night. So I'm with you. This one's for you. What to say? I did speak about our European trip to Portugal, and someone corrected me. I said, Portugal's my favorite city. Bam! Emails instantly. Portugal's a country, dude, not a city. I know. I know. That slip of the tongue. You try talking up here after two stone IPAs, uh, although that was last week, and see how your synapses fire. Portugal, definitely a city. It's one of my favorite cities, right next to England and France. That would be... My other two favorite cities. Maybe I would throw Germany in there as my third favorite city. Leave me alone. I know what I just said there. That was meant to be ironic. I know. The last podcast, I also discussed tarot cards. And my tarot reading, I went ahead and bought some tarot cards off Amazon. And I received them and... uh, I realize there's nothing left for me to buy in this world. I've officially run out of stuff to buy. When you're buying tarot cards, you're you're done. You're done. So that's it. 
I have everything I'll ever need for the rest of my life. I got them, I looked at them for four minutes, and I didn't pick them up again. I have enough. Enough already now. With the beautiful weather brings all the teens and tweens out to the playground to vape on the basketball courts. Uh, I can't wait till they go back inside. I want my basketball and tennis courts back to me. Go back inside. Get on Instagram and vape and leave me to the outdoors. Get out of my space, teens. I spoke a couple weeks ago about stoicism, which is this philosophy that I've been digging and apparently I've been following for a while. I went to the coffee shop to further read some stoic philosophers and learn more about the subject, but a woman next to me was just annoyingly yapping about everything. She sat next to the window and she had this sort of verbal monologue going based on anything that was occurring outside through the window. It was just this running description. Thing. Oh, guys walking down here. Oh, there's a woman and a man crossing the street. And I thought, WTF, it's hard enough to read the Stoics, let alone with this yammering maniac. And then she said, oh, Black Mercedes is getting a parking ticket. And I thought, Black Mercedes, that's me. And I bolted outside and squared up the ticket because I was getting a ticket. It turns out I had paid for the parking meter in front of me. But in fact, on this street in Doylestown, one should feed the meter behind their spot. So I thought that was something interesting that might have some symbolic philosophical implications. I was so ripe who judge this woman's perceived delusions when, in fact, one of her delusions saved me a $60 parking ticket. So maybe that was the stoicism lesson, not the book I was about to read, but a human brought that insight. You have to be open to messages like that. Where I teach, certain wing in the high school, uh, the specific wing where I teach, there is a female bathroom for female faculty and a male bathroom for male faculty. Last year, the male bathroom was converted into a transgender bathroom. Now, I have no philosophical or political beef against this move, nor do I even hope to venture into a discussion about civil rights. My only question and observation is why was the male bathroom deemed, hmm, let's just make it half male now. The women's room, sure. I mean, you know, the female teachers deserve a female, uh, solely female bathroom. But the guys, I mean, Brian, I mean, he's a teacher, but, you know, he's a man, but he's like a He's like a teacher kind of man. You know, he's not like a man's man. You know, he's like a T, he's kind of a, you know, let's make that one the transgender bathroom. That ain't right, yo. I'm all man. 
to a degree. Stone Ghost Hammer IPA. And there it is. I would like to go to prison, folks. I've decided that's one of my summer goals. That's, a, that's just a catchy hook to, to grab the reader and the listener. Are you reading these transcripts? Prison would be the ideal situation to work on a long-term art project, specifically a novel. If you really wanted to concentrate fully, wouldn't prison be the ideal situation? Three square meals a day. Nobody bothering you, except for the occasional beatdown, I imagine. And enough time to fully concentrate on the work at hand. Another situation that would be nice, but not quite as extreme, I've always wanted to be not only selected for jury duty, but sequestered for a long period of time. I want this trial to be a significant murder trial in which I would have to live in a hotel, perhaps for months, with no access to the outside world in terms of news, internet, or even family and friends. Just provide me with the number of Godzilla DVDs, and I'd be fine in my sequestered hotel room. Godzilla cropping up again. I'm on the verge of seeing the new one in the theater, the new Godzilla movie, but the weather has been so stunningly beautiful that I can't bring myself to sit inside a theater. I'm waiting for a rainy day to see if Godzilla gets the best of Mothra. I've read some reviews. The reviewers were actually pretty impressed. Apparently this director knows it's a B movie, but also added some kind of A movie elements. So uh, I'd like someone that knows their history. So I await the elongated jury duty sequester situation. This podcast is brought to you by Integrity Wealth Management. They can help you with portfolio management, retirement planning, financial planning, estate planning and services, life insurance, and wealth preservation strategies. Please call them at 215-864-3598 or visit their website at www.integritywealthmanagement.com. So, thank you, Integrity Wealth Management. This might be your last ad. We'll see. Uh, now you're a Fortune 500 company based on the um, the followers alone from this podcast. So thank you for pushing them into the Fortune 500. But it could be it. I don't have, you know, I'm trying to think of what other things can I accomplish in this world. Uh, you know the one thing that just hangs over me, the sword of Damocles, the thing that I need to do before I die. And I've mentioned this before. This is nothing new, listener. It's hike that goddamn Appalachian Trail. And I am going to do it. I swear to you, I'm going to do it. This summer, I'm going to do a little sampler, two nights, a two-night solo hike on the Appalachian Trail, starting a little east of Allentown and taking it to the Delaware Water Gap. All told, a 38-mile hike, two nights, three days. 
I mentioned this during Mother's Day brunch to family and friends, and a number of people had a number of questions. Why would you do this? This sounds very painful. Yes, sometimes one should confront pain, I said. What if you break your ankle, they said. Well, then I'll break my ankle, I said. And I'll see what I'll do then with a broken ankle. Um, why would you go alone? I, I couldn't even think of a response to that except why I didn't even think of not going alone. This is how my brain space works. They said, aren't you scared? I said, yes, I am scared. But I made a point to say, look, the outdoors, nature, being outside, hiking, camping, sleeping in the woods, it's unbelievably safe, folks. There is nothing to fear. What we should fear are the cities if you want to fear anything. Outside in the woods, that's God's country. That's where man is in his true element. And your fear of the woods is naivete. That it is perfectly safe out there. Next day, I open the internet. Bam! There's a serial killer on the Appalachian Trail with a machete hacking people apart. <laughs> Family and friends said, Oh, you know how you said yesterday it's safe? Well, they just caught a serial killer with a machete on the Appalachian Trail. I said, I know, I know. It was quite bizarre because I don't know if you follow my literary career, career in quotes, but the first book I had published was one called The Trail in which a number of college camping a number of college kids go camping and hiking along the Appalachian Trail and are mercilessly hacked apart by a serial killer with a machete. So my first book and real life bore an uncanny resemblance. Number of people contacted me, said, yo, this article that's just like your book. And I looked at the picture of this serial killer, and I got to say, this dude's face was exactly the face I imagined when I wrote the book. Life imitating art. I wonder if they found a copy of my novel in his tattered rucksack. Was I the inspiration for this murder? I don't know. I'll keep you posted. Will I be called in as an expert witness on fictional Appalachian Trail serial, killer, serial killers? I don't know. But by far, one of the most bizarre and uncanny coincidences in my life. Am I still going to hike the Appalachian Trail this summer? You're gosh darn right I am. Yes. And I can't wait. And I explained it to my wife. But, you know, I try to pick a time where I'm not needed as much as a dad. The kids are going to be off at sleepaway camp. And I said, I'm thinking of going, you know, for two, three nights. And I was like, fine, cool. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. She seemed a little too into me leaving. <laughs> a little too enthusiastic. She had no questions about my safety or concerns. Nah, good. Two, three, four, whatever you need. Sometimes you need a break from podcasting, Brian. I can see where she's coming from. I need a break for myself. 
Stone Ghost Hammer IPA. That's a great name. And an equally nice beverage. Beverages. Why can my wife always get a Diet Coke at a restaurant, but they never have a Diet Sprite for me? I prefer a clear beverage. A Diet Nora's like, oh, we got Sierra Mist, but not Diet. There's always some back chat. Just make a Diet Sprite, please. That doesn't seem too hard to do. I challenge this year's graduates. Invent a Diet Sprite. I graduated so long ago. 1999. I still feel like my fashion is stuck in 1997, though. I was looking at the clothes I wear, the fashion. I, and no matter what I buy, no matter how I wear it, I always look like I'm ready for a Third Eye Blind concert. I always look like I'm pre-gaming, for a third eye blind concert, maybe followed up by a late night set by the wallflowers. This is, I feel like I stopped evolving fashion wise in the late 90s. Fashion, intellectually, philosophically, everything just shut down in 1997. That was my last evolution. Nothing moves now in my brain. Plate tectonics have I've just stopped. So I try to do new things fashion-wise, style-wise. Got an arm sleeve tattoo a couple weeks ago. Uh, Got to say, it turned out dope. Mad props to my man Chris Romanelli at Umkara Tattoo in South Philly, right near the Mummers Museum down in that area. I think I'm pronouncing the uh, tattoo shop right. Uh, did a fine job and a super cool dude to hang out with uh, hours on end as he completed this uh, this ordeal. Reactions. Reactions to uh, myself now with an arm sleeve tattoo. Yes, I'm that guy. That guy. So I can tell you what it's like before and after. After, uh, I would say I've noticed a couple of women pulling their children a little closer to them on the street as I pass. Perhaps a certain danger. Does this guy mean business? Maybe I do. I've even seen men bow their heads a little bit with concern, not quite wanting to make eye contact. Little do they know, what I'm probably thinking about is an episode of Murder, she wrote. Not looking to tangle, but the tattoo says otherwise externally, I guess. Another reaction I've noticed, people will now call me man a lot more in a positive way. I'll say, uh, you know, an exchange at a cashier. I'll say, thanks for my change. And they'll say, have a good day, man. All right, man. A lot of manning going on, which, you know, I have no problem with that. Could be worse for you. I don't mind when people say man to me. Makes me feel like the rebel subversive, which I guess I am trying to be or not. Truly, I just like the artwork. I went with the fish. I was debating the tiger or the fish. I want to be the most badass fish rather than the weakest tiger. That's how I looked at it. So, you know, 
People have different ideas about different things. My friend is really into fantasy golf, he said, in terms of gambling. He moved on from fantasy football, now does fantasy golf. I said, I got to say, this sounds like the low point in your gambling career. Is this how you want to spend your time? He said, how should I spend my time? Getting tattoos in my 40s? I thought, touche. That's a valid retort. I think perhaps maybe we are both disillusioned in our 40s. But I like it. I think it turned out well. We're starting to really enter the ordinary time of sports in the sense Eagles are over, Flyers are out, Philly sports anyway, and the Sixers lost a heartbreaker uh, in the Game 7 playoff game against the Raptors. Game 7 is the longest the best of 7 series can go, as the name says, and it went to the final shot with point one or two seconds left, and the Sixers shot bounced around, hit the rim four times. I'm sorry, the Raptors shot bounced around, hit the rim four times, and went down, dropping the Sixers and dropping me to the kitchen floor in an emotional state that was just so overwhelming that I fell to the ground without Ghost Hammer IPAs. Sure, sheer emotions dropped me to the floor. People say, why do you like sports? Well, for that reason alone. It can knock me to the ground, sports. I can't think of anything else in my life that can cut the legs out from under me. And with either championship euphoria or in the Sixers game seven loss, Devastating shock. They'll be back, though. Those series go on forever, though. If you get a couple game sevens, I mean, you could dedicate two and a half months of your life to to a pro basketball playoffs alone. We were kind of half-heartedly looking at uh, houses, you know, potentially moving a bit. But I imagine if we got an old one, because I, I got this like romantic idea of rehabbing kind of an old farmhouse out here in Bucks County. But what if we buy the place and suddenly my Sixers are in the playoffs and all rehab on the house must wait for two and a half months? That probably wouldn't fly. House hunting, it's quite a thing like, I don't think we're going to move. I feel like the momentum has passed. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm actually very content here. Realize that so much of my joy doesn't come from my external circumstances at all, but really my mindset. So it's like, you know, I want to achieve a Zen place in which I don't even go see the open house. That's what my buddy said. He said, what are, you, what are you going to see the open houses for? You're a guy. Just, just sit home and be like, yeah, whatever you want, hon. It's good. Just make sure it's got a couple bathrooms. <laughs> I, would, I would like to be in that state to achieve that Zen detachment where I don't even go to see my new house. I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll be good wherever you put me. Just a couple bathrooms.
So that's what I told my wife. She asked me about the house, and I started, and you know, I kind of started riffing along these lines, these podcasting lines. Let me take a sip. I started ripping, and she said, "My God, you're boring." What I she she accused me of talking in podcast sound bites that she can't just ask me a question and get an answer that I have to unspool things in uh, you know eight minute time chunks as if I'm doing the podcast. And you're right, you're right. Let me get more concise. This is not on air here, is it? So Stonehammer IPA, I mean, here's the thing, uh, still rocking the keto diet to uh, some success, little little faltering here because we are at end of the year party time. And uh, as you know, one of the things with the keto diet, carbs, no, sugar, no, alcohol, no, save for, you know, a, a fine spirit like vodka, which doesn't have a lot of carbs. And I was kind of had a gray goose and this and that. And ultimately, I thought the other day at a party, I said, am I dieting or am I just drinking vodka? It's a very, it's a gray area. Am I technically still on this diet or am I just drinking Grey Goose? It's a conundrum. I think I'm still on the diet. I'm, I'm newly committed. Newly committed. Here is a snapshot of Bucks County. A number of years ago, a friend, uh, a friend in the area, a person we know, Bucks County-wise, had a breast enhancement surgery. I believe the technical term is a boob job. And uh, we brought her a meal during her recovery. She was, uh, it was a slow recovery, and uh, she was a bit laid up. And uh, this is, you know... This, the type of volunteerism we do in Bucks County. We bring meals to mothers that are recovering from breast enhancement surgery. That's what we do to make the world a better place here in the Third Ring suburbs. My teaching is uh, almost over, although I have a number of meetings over the summer, but we are winding down in the classroom sense, and I've caught up on a good amount of work, and uh, right now I'm just kind of involved in a handsome contest. I show up, wear a couple new outfits, it's just a handsome contest at this point. Once you make the turn from Memorial Day, you know. That year is winding down. Spent Memorial Day up in the Pocono Mountains camping. Love the Poconos. We went whitewater rafting on the Lehigh Gorge through Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Beautiful, beautiful country. I've been to Grand Canyon, Europe here and there, and you know, a good amount of places hiking, state and national parks, and I'd be hard-pressed to name a more beautiful area than the Pocono Mountains in late spring, early summer. Plush green mountains, hawks swirling silently above us. As that surprisingly intense Lehigh River thrashed us about. I'm amazed that they just let average citizens hop on a raft and go down this thing. We almost died multiple times. 
in a world that is overly regulated for safety. This Pocono whitewater rafting seemed underregulated. I wanted more sanctions. But it was a thrill and a family relationship workshop. Paddle to the left. You're doing it wrong. Paddle to the right. We were all at each other's throats. And then we learned to work together. And we survived. A total family relationship workshop. When I'm up in the mountains, I like to listen to hair metal and classic rock. When I'm down the shore, I like to listen to oldies. I like to listen to the music that kind of is rooted in the place. So I banged out a lot of hair metal and while camping, and we just had a couple days sitting around a campfire, goofing around, I found the local radio station there and they had the Memorial Day weekend top 500 classic rock song countdown. I've encountered this self-same countdown in the past as it's a pattern of ours to find ourselves up in the Poconos over Memorial Day. My question is, why would the top 500 songs ever change or alter? Let's be honest, Zeppelin and the Beatles and the Stones are not putting out a lot of new material. If Stairway to Heaven was number one two years ago and last year, why would it not be number one this year? What cataclysmic shift in classic rock would cause Stairway to get bumped down to number nine? And to have the Stone satisfaction up to number three now, when it was previously seven. These are hypotheticals. I forget the actual order, but it's bizarre. What, did somebody unearth a new Jimmy Page riff? In Stairway, some musicologist found a new riff, which just altered the voting? Is that what it is? Fans call in and vote. Is that what changes the countdown? I guess that's it. It's not the the radio stations themselves are picking. So you got to call in and vote for your favorite classic rock song. I live and die by the classic rock countdown. 500 songs. I know them all by heart. I think I listen to classic rock solely almost all of high school and halfway through college. And then, you know, how many times can you hear that Jimmy Page riff? But a band that is curious in my mind still is The Doors. The Doors, you love them in high school. You grow out of them in college. Post-college, I feel like I'm coming back around to The Doors. All right, Jim Morrison. I see you again. I know what you did. You were an artifact, but one that I enjoyed. I have a, an admiration, even though I can, I can hardly listen to any of that stuff anymore. Of course, Springsteen was in that countdown 800 times, which you know made me want to vomit. I've already discussed. Disgust? My disgust for the boss. It's fun introducing your kids to stuff that they're not used to or, and that you are. Like during this countdown, my kids were blown away by George Therigood and the Delaware Destroyers, particularly one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. The epic storytelling of George Therigood. 
my one daughter asked. She's like, Dad, is this like a real song? <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean? Define real. Dad, is this a real song? Uh, they they were completely fell down the rabbit hole of Theragood storytelling. I said, you're damn right it's a real song. It's real, real. But I like showing my kids stuff from my past, like I showed them uh, The Silence of the Lambs a couple weeks ago, the older one anyway, and I edited it, relax. Everyone is so into um, the dude who plays Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins. What an unbelievable performance. What a great role. Now, I mean, I'm, Buffalo Bill is the one that rocked me. Who's the guy that played Buffalo Bill? That was an amazing piece of acting. She like a really big uh, fat person. Uh, like uh, I'm not gonna say it puts the lotion in the basket, but you know I want to. But that's too. That's a softball. That's too easy. That guy's awesome. I feel like he did such a good job acting that he never received the role again in anything. That's what can happen. I think you can act your way out of a out of future roles. That guy will always be Buffalo Bill because he nailed it too hard. You got to ease back so you can get more gigs in Hollywood. I did note that Hannibal Lecter had a direct quote of stoicism in one of his soliloquies. He said, ask itself what's in its nature. Marcus Aureli, the, uh, the Roman philosophers of stoicism, directly quotes him. I said, wow. I turned to my wife. I said, look, it's stoicism. Hannibal Lecter's talking about him. She said, yeah, figures the philosophy you follow is that by a narcissistic serial killer. I didn't let her comment bring me down, though. I was just excited that Lecter gave stoicism a shout out because I am continuing to practice and to preach it, not necessarily preach it. Because it's not like Jehovah's Witness. You don't necessarily look for more converts. You just live it quietly and internally. The new book I'm reading is like Stoicism 2.0, after you get the basics. This one's called Ego is the Enemy. And it speaks a lot about recognizing one's own ego. One of the theories is that many narcissists believe that they have an invisible audience that follows them around that mentally follows them around. And what this book purports, and you know, and speaking to some people that I admire, and I'm even coming to this conclusion myself, is that nobody cares. Not only do you not have an invisible audience following your day-to-day actions, nor do I, uh, nobody even cares. Here's a picture of my kid, my thing, my vacation, my... Nobody cares. Everyone is just vaguely annoyed by everyone else. And that's fine. To even tell stories is off-putting. Nobody likes to hear about the exploits of others. I understand the irony. This is a podcast program based on storytelling. But on the whole, were you to get me into a room with other people, I'd be hard-pressed to tell stories. It's not in my nature. I don't like to hear stories per se. Avoid the invisible audience, which makes me, as summer approaches, want to get offline again because I can't necessarily follow, participate in Facebook and hold this idea that nobody cares 
in the same balance. It's like a lot of conflicting values. You might see me slip out of that world again. If you ever see me wearing a shirt that says, I'm a cheer dad, just smack me in the mouth. Just smack me right in the mouth. That was the observation I had at my daughter's cheerleading competition, which brings us full circle. I wrote more jokes about the cheerleading competition and realized I wrote these same jokes last June. Which brings me to the bigger question, is this the end of the road? It might be. If I'm inspired or new material comes to my brain, perhaps you'll hear from me. But other than that, I think this is me signing off. I didn't want to slip away with an Irish exit. I did want to say goodbye. But I'm getting the feeling that enough about my life. Perhaps my next artistic movement goes fiction. Let's make some stuff up. Enough about me. Or some drawling or, or just get offline in general pursue philosophy and tranquility. So if you never hear from me again, on the internets anyway, be well. Thanks for listening. Brian Francis Podcast signing off for now and perhaps forever later.